This week, we're going back to a show I recorded last November, after the loss of my big sister, Sherry. After many delays, we're finally having a public memorial for her this weekend. In honor of her memory, I'm resharing this episode number 13 on resiliency. I think this message has even more relevance today than it did last fall. Welcome to the Mind Wrench Podcast with your host, Rick Sellover, where minor adjustments produce major improvements in mindset, personal growth, and success. This is the place to be every Monday, where we make small improvements and take positive actions in our business and personal lives that will make a major impact in our success, next-level growth, and quality of life. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Wrench Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Salover. Thanks so much for tuning in and spending a few minutes with me today. And if you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Hey, we all know this past year has been really difficult for most of us to deal with. So if you have some areas in your life you really want to make a change, you really want to make improvements, you want to get to that next level, you have things you want to accomplish but just not really sure how to get there, you need some help, you need a guide, you need a coach, I'd love to be able to help you with some one-on-one coaching. Just go to my website, ricksalover.com, and go to the contact page and drop me a note or just instant message me on Facebook or Instagram. Weeknight and weekend appointments available right now. Today I want to discuss something that affects every one of you out there, probably more frequently and more intensely here in 2020 than most any other year recently in our lives. Have any of you ever seen the aftermath of a level 3 or 4 hurricane? I'm sure most of you from Florida probably have at one time or another. And notice how easily 100-plus mile-an-hour winds can snap or unroot all the oak, maple, and pine trees. But the palm trees remain in place. Sure, they may lose their palm leaves, which grow back, but the trees are almost never snapped in half nor uprooted. That's because they are resilient. Unlike all the other trees, they are designed to be flexible, fibrous, and stay fairly moist inside, which allows them to bend severely but not break. They are the most resilient of trees. I bring the subject up to the forefront today because of some personal events that have recently occurred in my life that are both very personal, but in full transparency, they have shined a spotlight on something so profound for me that I felt I needed to share that with you. Hopefully this message will resonate with you and provide the same enlightenment that it has for me. How resilient are you? How resilient have you been to life this year? Not just your business and the setbacks you've experienced, but your personal life as well. A, pretty resilient, like nothing can phase you, nothing that happens around you will ever slow you down or derail your enthusiasm or energy, or B, somewhat resilient, but still reeling a bit, or you C, not sure what being resilient really means, and you feel like a cement truck has run your ass over for the third time, stopped, and realizing it didn't finish you off, is backing up towards you to finish the job and make sure you don't get back up again. Quite simply, resiliency is defined as, if you're human, the ability to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions, or for an object or substance, the ability to recoil or spring back into shape after bending, stretching, or being compressed. I feel like most of us have felt like we're dealing with both definitions at times, right? If you've ever felt down and out, you're not alone. These days, it's a common occurrence, but it doesn't have to be that way for you. You know how good it feels to be up, right? That incredible natural high feeling you get when you beat the odds or get to the next level in business or in life? 
Listen, I've been down enough times to know that if you don't take a positive action to pick yourself up every time you fall, eventually you'll stay down. And that's neither positive nor helpful. Do you remember learning to walk? How about riding a bike? You'd give it your best shot. You'd put everything you had into walking across a room or riding down the sidewalk. And then, boom, catastrophe. You'd fall flat on your face or flip your bike over. Oh, sure, it hurt, mostly your childhood pride, but you did something about it. You got right back up and you tried again and again and again. And eventually, success was yours. You were walking or riding like you've been doing it forever. So what's kept you going during these seemingly daunting setbacks? That's resilience, my friend. The ability to pick yourself up and keep moving on. It's the ability to readily recover from illness, depression, or adversity. How would you ever handle it if you lost everything you had today? What would your next step be? How long would you be depressed and upset and angry? What would it take for you to pull yourself up and start all over again? How resilient are you? Could you handle it? Could you learn from all of your disappointments and start all over again? What would that take? There's a great quote from Jody Picoult. It says, The human capacity for burden is like bamboo, far more flexible than you'd ever believe at first glance. Well, I have a recent, extremely personal story that's inspired this message, and I'd like to be able to share it with you. So I'll need to tell you a story. When I was young, probably 12 or 13, my older sister Sherry used to let me tag along with her everywhere she went. I'm not 100% sure it was her decision. I think my mom might have suggested that she keep an eye on me, as there were five of us siblings, and and I don't think my mom could realistically handle five kids in the pre-teen to teen years. So I think it was just easier to sign me to my big sister Sherry. And I think this was the norm back in the early 70s. And our neighborhood had lots of families with, you know, five to ten kids each. So everything seemed to be socially acceptable and common with this kind of arrangement. My sister never seemed to complain about it and seemed more than happy to teach me all the important things in life a young man should know, like uh, what kind and, and where to buy 45s and LPs. Because music was everything back then. Taught me how to smoke cigarettes. And more importantly, how to steal those smokes from my mom's purse without her knowing. Sorry about that, Mom. She even let me hang out with her friends in the woods by our house and in the park or the local roller rink, our local hotspot on Friday nights. But as we grew up and life went by, I always looked up to my sister and stayed current in her life. But as I learned a good trade and enjoyed moderate success in my personal and professional life, Sherry was not as fortunate. While all three of her brothers had gotten married and had kids, her luck with relationships was less than satisfying. I still remember my dad and myself going to pick her up after her first boyfriend that she moved in with set fire to her apartment with her in it. Fortunately, she was not injured, but she lost everything she owned. She found fulfillment with a good job working for a small office, although never paid properly for basically running the whole office, but she always made everyone there feel special and loved and was the best worker that that office ever had. Sherry always wanted children. She spoiled her nieces and nephews at every opportunity and every holiday, But after two failed marriages, and both men left because they were pieces of shit, never produced a child of her own. My sister was never deterred from spreading cheer and love to those around her, even through the last 10 years where she experienced unprecedented pain and sorrow in all aspects of her life. The person she loved most in this world, my mom, passed away and she really never got past that loss, followed less than a year later by the passing of her dad. A few years later, her second husband, a man she really loved, left to go back to his previous ex-wife and kids in another state. 
all while leaving her with an overwhelming debt that was primarily due to his spending habits that eventually forced her to file bankruptcy to get past that situation. The only bright spot was her two dogs, which Sherry loved with all her heart. They remained with her. Once again, this left her devastated and emotionally drained, yet she was resilient. Eventually, both her beloved dogs passed away, followed by a back injury that kept her from working. She was eventually fired by her 30-year employer. That was really nice. Uh, Endured over a year of constant pain and no income. Finally found a new part-time job as a cashier at a grocery store. Not nearly the income she needed, but she took every shift that would let her work, regardless of the pain in her back she experienced. All while creating a new work family that truly loved her and benefited greatly from her sunshiny personality. This march brought COVID-19 in all its glory and put Sherry in a position of a frontline worker, faced every day with rude, inconsiderate, and unmasked customers, willing to fight each other and the workers there for the last pack of toilet paper or bottle of sanitizer. But she remained resilient. Sadly, this October, her only true best friend, the other most loved person in her life, at only two years her senior, our sister Lori passed away due to failing health, And due to Lori's fear of being exposed to the virus, had kept Sherry from visiting her in Lori's home for most of the year. Sherry had remained resilient throughout her whole life. Tragedy after painful tragedy, she remained positive, made the most of a situation, made the family and friends around her feel special and loved. She was the true definition of resiliency. At age 62, my sister Sherry passed away the first week of November exactly 30 days after her big sister passed. The medical examiner classified it as natural causes. But as those closest to her, including me, felt she died from a broken heart, no longer able to bend with the hurricane-force winds of tragedy, no longer willing to stay resilient. But through this extremely painful process of losing someone so close to me and having to deal with the aftermath of attending to her affairs, along with my brothers, I found what an incredible impact Sherry had made on the life of those around her. Not just her family, but the neighbors in her condo complex, her co-workers at the grocery store. Hell, when I stopped in there for some work info, I was told they needed to bring in grief counselors because the whole store was devastated, and her lifelong friends, equally as devastated. Her success was not defined by income, possessions, status, or even having children or not. It was defined by the impact she made on this world and the numerous lucky people that were blessed with the imprint Sherry made on their hearts and their souls. And every person that knew her also knew her resiliency was undeniable. Resilience is our ability to bounce back from the stresses of life. It's not about avoiding the stress, but learning to strive within the stress. Our productivity over the last 20 years has increased dramatically. And with this increase in productivity, has come an increase in our stress levels. We may sacrifice accuracy and thoughtfulness for speed. Our work-life balance has tanked, and burnout is being felt by many individuals, business owners especially. Learning to live a more resilient life has several benefits, including decreased depressed feelings and increased sense of well-being, improved working memory, improved and deeper sleep, improved immune system function, improved relationships, both professional and personal, Improved coping when we experience emotional disruptions. Resilience is made up of five keys. Self-awareness, mindfulness, self-care, positive relationships, and purpose. By practicing and strengthening these keys, we in turn become more resilient. 
Instead of experiencing an overwhelming downward spiral when we encounter major stress in our lives, these five keys work together to lift us up out of the chaos we are feeling. Obtaining and maintaining these skills takes practice. Recognizing and implementing these skills can be life-changing. And I'll briefly go over these keys. So number one, self-awareness. Self-awareness is having a clear perception of your personality, including strengths, weaknesses, thoughts, beliefs, motivation, and emotions. Self-awareness allows you to understand other people, how they perceive you, your attitude, and your responses to them at any moment. Number two, mindfulness. Mindfulness is a state of active, open attention on the present. When you're mindful, you observe your thoughts and feelings from a distance, without judging them, good or bad. Instead of letting your life pass you by, mindfulness means living in the moment and awakening to experience. Number three, self-care. Self-care is unique for each person and can be understood in many different ways. In its simplest form, the term refers to our ability as human beings to function effectively in a world while meeting the multiple challenges of daily life with a sense of energy, vitality, and confidence. Self-care is initiated and maintained by us as individuals. It requires our active engagement. This key involves physical, mental, and emotional care practices. Number four, positive relationships. Positive relationships are the people who support and care for us, and we care for them. One of the most profound experiences we can have in our lives is the connection we will have with other human beings. To build positive relationships with others, we will be happier and more fulfilled and feel more supported, supportive, and connected. Positive and supportive relationships will help us feel healthier, happier, and more satisfied with our lives. My sister was probably the best example of this key that I've ever seen. And number five, purpose. Purpose is a recognition that we belong to and serve something bigger than ourselves. Our purpose helps us to shape the mindset and attitude we have going towards others and the events we experience. We can find purpose in our faith, our family, helping our industry, being green, or being part of a local organization or volunteering your time to a worthy cause. Myself, I find purpose in doing these podcasts for you for free to help pass along some knowledge, guidance, and motivation. Although the headwinds and setbacks that you faced this year, whether it was losing some great employees due to reduced work levels, facing financial challenges without the PPP loans, maybe having to change how you interact with your customers in a touchless process, or it could have been personal, like losing a family member to COVID, having a relationship end, or the mental stresses of too much time in isolation, have probably seemed unrelenting and might have left you thinking, how the hell do I get past this? But whatever situations you may face in the future, if you learn and embrace these simple keys, hopefully you'll be better prepared to handle the hurricane force winds that will inevitably blow your way again from time to time. But instead of breaking like a maple, oak, or pine tree, you will bend like the palm trees and snap right back, resilient, ready to continue to grow and succeed. Confucius says, our greatest glory is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. So that's all I got for today. So thanks for being here. Uh, I hope this message helps you in some way. And remember to remain resilient. Be resilient for your family. Be resilient for your work. Be resilient for your team and your stakeholders. Be resilient for your business. Be resilient for your employees. But most importantly, be resilient for yourself because you know life will continue to throw you curves, knock you down, kick your ass, 
But always remember, never stop getting back up. Well, that's all I had for you today. I hope you found something helpful in today's message that you can take back to your business or back home and immediately put into action and start making a positive difference in your professional or personal life. If you like this episode, please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate it, share it, and leave a review. When you share this podcast with others, that's how we grow. And when the show grows, I can serve more people with my messages. I appreciate you, and I hope you have an awesome and productive week. I can always be reached at www.ricksillover.com where you can find all my social media links, podcast episodes, blog posts, and much more. (laughs) 